0: 107.3 WXGLHD2 St. Pete. Live from the weathertight windows studio. And Now, now, it's the Mike Kaltas Show. 9.25 of the Mike Kaltas Show. It's 102.5 The Bone. Sometimes we get long-winded, and therefore we have to take long breaks. Mm. So I appreciate your patience. Uh, Dan Soder is here with us. You know Dan Soder from billions you know learn from the bonfire on Sirius XM that is you and and uh, big J yeah just the two
1: of you. And the crew. We, you know, we got our, obviously, like, you got your crew, we got our crew. We got Tell the, me
0: who is on your crew.
1: We got uh, DJ Lewitzki, we got Christine Marie Evans, Jacob Patat, and our Black King, the Black Tiger, Louis Johnson. The uh, Black
0: King, okay. the Black Tiger. Yeah, dude,
1: he rules. We got, we got a whole studio full of people, which, as you
0: know, during the pandemic was weird, because you're, like, separated from everybody. That was awkward, but thankfully, I kind of had half of this room built. I think last time you were here, the room was not developed. It was just, there was a wall behind where you were.
1: I did Calta and Kelly, and you were building it. Okay, like okay, mid, yeah. you were mid construction
0: when I was in the guest rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was that was uh, it was a rough time, but thankfully we had this thing ready to go, so we were, we could all just. We, the number one reason we didn't go back to the studio, besides the fact that I just like to walk downstairs in my pajamas, yeah. was, that uh, the COVID still wouldn't let us have guests. So like, you can come in and wear a mask and take COVID tests up, and stuff, but no other guests were allowed in the building. I'm like, well, I'm just going to do it at home then.
1: Yeah, we. Um, we early, 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 Jim McClure. Yeah. Shout out, Big, Jim. shout out Big Jim. I like Jim. Yeah, Jim Rules. Jim was like, Do you guys want to come in the studio? Like, you're the, going to be the only show that does it. Yeah. Like, before Jim and Sam, before Bennington. We
0: figured you have enough diseases in yeah. your body already. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> We've seen
1: Big J's act. Yeah. Why don't you come in here? The guy's willing. Big well, J's to... been wearing gloves for years. <laughs> yeah. So. But fingerless. Yeah, so it, the whole problem exists. You can touch his palms, it's not his fingertips. <laughs> but we, uh, We were originally like, yeah, we absolutely want to. So we got most of our crew except Jacob to come in, and then it became the thing with guests where they're like, we can't have them in, and then we're like, well, we're not going to have them on the phone. Yeah, so we went a little bit. Suck. We just went a little bit. Like we're not going to have guests, and now people are coming in, and you're like, it's funny to see the other shows. Because some of them are acting like, oh, we're back. And we're like, we've been here for a year. Yeah. Like, you, what are <laughs> yeah. you guys talking about? Right. We've been in these hallways.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing with us is that uh, everybody was like, we don't know what's going to happen to the business. And people aren't working. If they're still going to be in the cars, listen to the radio. If they don't leave the house, our ratings went up. Yeah. Right? We're like, oh, okay, we'll take it. Also because
1: people wanted to listen. because yeah. that something. people wanted that... F- feeling of normal
0: behavior of like
1: oh okay i'm listening to my show again
0: it was the best thing that ever happened to me this pandemic i won't ever (laughs) someone
1: who lost their mom mm, is like all right
0: mike sorry but i never want to leave the house i was the only one who ever left the house and that was like so that i could go to supermarkets and buy some food for everybody yeah so i was like dropping off food at my in-laws dropping off food at my mother's and coming here i was like this is my dream to just have to to never have to leave this house because
1: you have an estate. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and also, uh, New
1: York City was like being in a kennel. Yes, you were like, I would leave to walk my dog and come home. Now, by the way, my girlfriend and I, right up our alley too. Yeah, you want us to be in sweats and play video games and smoke bowls all day? Perfect, done and done. Yeah, uh, but it started. It, what what sucked about New York is you couldn't get
0: any outdoor. You were just locked in there, and that's and people don't understand. And in, in New York. The apartments are small, even if you have a nice apartment. Even if you're doing very well. And one of the things that you, that is a selling point when you're getting an apartment in New York is how much sunlight you get because of the other buildings. And it is so depressing yeah. to be in an apartment with no sunlight and i'm not even like i never want to be like open the windows yeah but if you can't get it it drives you crazy
1: and it is it's a different feeling of like watching all the la comics being like this is tough it's like shut (laughs) up you got a backyard yeah just go outside
0: although i went to both la and new york in the pandemic and it was a weird la seemed very much like mad max the reality version of mad max like mad max was a fun movie but this is really what it 's like everybody 's living under bridges. Uh, things are closed you couldn 't go like somebody told me I love barbecue food, and somebody sent me a list of all these great barbecue restaurants. none of them were open, yeah, none of them were open and uh, I tried to go I tried to go to all these places that were just you couldn 't I went to the Funko pop store. And the line to get in was a quarter of a mile long because they were only letting fifteen people in. There. I said, "If you think I'm waiting on a line to get into a store, you
1: your mind. That's what I love. New York City is is as you know, being from there, they're like, "Oh yeah, we can't go out. We can't go in the restaurant. We'll build it on the street. Yeah, we'll build these huts." <laughs> and just everyone was like. Like even comedy shows were like. That's LA worst. was like. LA was like. We're not going to do comedy for a while. New York's like. Yeah, go outside. Yeah, you're we'll in the on the par- roof. You're on the park now. Yeah, <laughs> go talk to these heroin kids walking by.
0: Get in your car. Flash your lights at me. Oh yeah. my
1: god, dude! I did that. Colin Quinn.
0: Yeah. HBO special. That had to be. So, I watched it. That had to be so tough to do. It was like.
1: here's the thing. Is like. It's Colin. He's the god. Right. And it's Bobby. It's like all my, yeah. it's all the guys I look up to. So I'm like, oh, look, I got, when I, when they offered it, I'm like, I gotta do that. And then I, I watched the set. And I was like, man, it just looks like I'm bombing.
0: Because you're uh, just in front of a no car. Reaction. Yeah, yeah. Just,
1: people in the cars are like flashing their lights and you're like, this and, isn't
0: And how hard is that for you to do? Like I guess you there's probably a uh, you running your set alone in the beginning to yourself in the house anyway, just getting used to
1: it. you mean annoying my girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I got it, it's a joke about me. <laughs> and you're like, I know, I got
0: no one else to tell this thing to. I, I just I watched all those guys up there kill Bobby, killing and and uh, people flashing headlights up. Um, yeah, you know what I mean, like, it's, it's, but
1: there was people that there was people that did it right. Nate and Bert did it right. Yeah. You know, Bert was out uh, touring, Nate was out
0: touring, and they they really like poor Nate did his by the airport. Oh my god, yeah. that special is so
1: funny. It was like I'm pausing for airplanes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's just stopping, but like, um, you know, there were guys that adapted, and I think everyone adapted, and we all started doing shows up on rooftops and just getting used to it. And uh, that was where my heat with Chappelle came in. Uh-huh. Was because the stand was like. We're going to open back up inside illegally. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be fun. Because the stand, the new stand up on 16th, they moved from 20th to 16th right. Street. The basement room is one of the best rooms in the city. It's like the cellar and the stand main room, best rooms in the city. So when, they're, when I asked Patrick the book I was like, you opening downstairs? And he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, we're going to do some shows. It's going to be socially distant but we're going to be inside with it's
0: a, like old school and they used to do a, you have to have a password to get in speakeasy yeah, like speakeasy show. Speakeasy show and there's
1: like you know the low ceilings cuz when you go outside you realize comedy laughs go up yeah. so big rooms are never good for stand up right. so this it was like oh my god i was just geeked out to be like a ceiling mm-hmm. there's going to be a ceiling to trap the laughs in and i'm yeah. actually going to feel like i'm having a good set and uh, they like built it up and they're like we're going to do these inside shows and then an email comes out where they're like Dave Chappelle's doing shows. So he found out and booked five nights of shows. uh, So the first night that I think, I'm going to go do stand-up at the stand, they're like, you're back outside. Uh, and not only are you back outside, but now all of Dave Chappelle's fans are standing in line on the sidewalk waiting to get tested to go in. Oh my God. So you're going to bomb in front of a bunch of hot, cool people. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just on 16th Street just bombing as everyone's like, I'm going to see Dave Chappelle and Kanye might show up. Like, I
0: hate this. I hate this. By the way, that's so con- the Kanye factor. The Kanye came to a Bucks game this year. I don't know what him. I went to a, I was in New York and I went to a restaurant and I, I there was like a million people at this restaurant outside of course I go what is that right and they're like Kanye and Kim are eating in there and I'm like all these people were outside I was like this is ridiculous so
1: I probably say out of all my famous friends we were talking about Pete the craziest thing is for him to have a beef with Kanye West yeah where I, you're like okay that's
0: yeah. the, that's me and my brother. In 1985, clearing the furniture in our bedroom, and be like, "Let's play WrestleMania." I'm Hulk Hogan, you're Macho Man, and then Hulk Hogan suing, suing you, and Hulk Hogan suing me. Yeah, that's it.
1: that's Pete and He's Kanye. Like, I think we got a case, brother. <laughs> and Kanye's like, "I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest harasser of all time. No one can harass people better than me." But him calling him Skeet was legitimately <laughs> yeah. Yeah. legitimately got me to to laugh out loud. Right, I was like, "Dude." He is a genius.
0: Because you know Pete was listening to him in his basement and and loving Kanye and trying to dress like him and all that, and all of a sudden now he's – he now not only is Kanye mad at you, but you're banging his ex-wife.
1: Dude, I saw the funniest tweet when all that was going down. I wish I could find out who tweeted it because I would want to give proper credit. But the tweet was, Man, can you imagine Pete Davidson in high school walking outside of a house party as they're playing Kanye's Twisted Fantasy, Twisted Dark fantasy, going, Man, I'm gonna make this guy hate me. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. That's
0: what it is. It's that like is so it's gotta be
1: crazy just to have an iconic artist be like
0: you're dating my ex I hate you yeah oh yeah like wanna legit kill you yeah yeah that's a that's a real weird feeling especially now that you like you're associated with that person for the rest of your life
1: yeah well, like with Hogan when the case got dropped were you over it or were you like yeah whatever
0: well I, I honestly I'm not allowed to talk about a lot of it but I, okay. I I can't I can't I don't last time I did what I thought I could talk about I got in a lot of trouble but okay. I will tell you this I wished I wish that I could have like, because people still wonder, well, what what was his involvement? Plus, I like got another moron in town constantly telling people a lie that sure. so I did this and I did that. And I was like, well, finally, I'll have my day in court, and I didn't because <sighs> now I'm like, well, not now everybody just assumes what they assume, and I sure. never got. It was funny because my uh, they they uh, got my they subpoenaed my phone records for like three years. That's funny. Yeah, and I was like. Well, but I mean, like, I got. I mean, I was calling, I was texting my wife some dirty stuff. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? they go? We also
1: got your pictures. Yeah. And, uh, and got they some were, good shots, dude.
0: Then they were like, no, it's only your only. It's only phone numbers that are associated with this. And I was like, okay. And I go, well, that's fine. I have nothing to hide there. And then they, everybody's like, oh, we got him now. We got his phone records, and then then phone records. Then they went through my email. They had they had three years of my email. Nothing. Yeah, not, not nothing. And but I, that's, that's still got to... Like,
1: even though you know there's nothing, when they tell you they're gonna get your phone and email records, you have to be
0: like, oh no. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh no, for them. I was. Oh no, for other things. Like I've done other stuff that's bad, not illegal, but like sure. I've sent. Uh, we, uh, you know, I've sent mean emails before. I'm like, sure. is everybody going to see me, you know, use that word in my email? Like, I don't want to do know that. That's the stuff I was worried about. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like when a guy walks by you on the street and you're arguing with your girlfriend. You're like, this guy thinks I'm a psycho. Right, but right. But this guy right. doesn't know that doesn't, she, <laughs> she earned this. You know? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were in this together. <laughs> doesn't you know, you do not know the back story. He backstory. Yeah. you you're weaner
0: to Bobby every week. So, I do. That's <laughs> so funny. I, so I sent, I took one really good picture of my uh, penis. Yeah. And... um I send it to Bobby all the time because it makes him mad, and then I like <laughs> to see him in a restaurant or something talking to somebody, and then I just text him and he checks his text and he looks at me. I like to see the face yeah. that he makes. Bleep, bleep. The Except sigh. He, he turned it back. He turned it around on me one time. He was talking to a girl at the at side splitters, and I sent it to him, and he looks at it and he goes, and he goes, huh? Make sure. <laughs> is, oh, no. uh, I guess I didn't think that through. Yeah, Bobby rules. Yeah, always the best. Yeah, so so you know that that kind of stuff. Uh, that kind of stuff got me twisted a little bit. Like I wished like and then the thing is is that uh I, I wish that I could go, Okay, it's over now, let's talk about it and we can't. Because part of the thing if it's Court criminal, records. we can't so uh, well, it's funny because even that it's just whatever whatever it is, I'm just not allowed to talk about it. And and that always implies to somebody that always hiding something. I just legally can't. Yeah, you know, I don't want to get sued. I'm, I'm happy to I can't.
1: Yeah, that stinks.
0: But man, that
1: feeling of you—you you did it. You like went through it with an iconic person.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it's kind of sad though because my last meeting with him, he had been getting pilled up uh, on and coming at me on Twitter. Yeah, like he it was before he before the anything to do with the tape or whatever. He he and I uh, just didn't like each other, and he and I thought, well, this is the greatest thing ever. Hulk Hogan's threatening me on Twitter. He yeah, getting heat from yeah. the holster. and he'd say things like, "I'm going to get Ric Flair," and then that cowhead guy is next. I'm like, he's. Threatening me in WWE style. This is the yeah. best thing ever. Yo, am I in a faction with Ric Flair? All right. And then he opens up this um, this restaurant that they put his name on it, yeah. and we just were relentless. We were saying that he was buttering, that he'd be breading the shrimp there for it's coconut so shrimp. So- and, and, you know, we were just busting balls. And Come then, by and get the leg drop crab legs, yeah. brother. And Jimmy Hart legit was like your host. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'll get you a table yeah. for two. Come on, baby. What's we'll that? A
1: party of six? All right. Come on, baby.
0: So then, his his people called me and they're like, "Hey, what's your beef with him?" I go, "He keeps trying to beat me up on Twitter." I'm like, "I have no beef with him. I'm cool." And they're like, "You guys want to have lunch? Talking about it? I go!" Absolutely. And we did, and and he was cool, and we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. And then all of a sudden, somebody got in his head and you fed him some bad information, and that's yeah. how everything started. But at the <laughs> my last interaction before well, that was actually pretty good. He's a decent guy, you know. There,
1: um, there was a feeling I had of like because I grew up a huge Hulkamaniac. Yeah, and I'm still you didn't. I'm still a diehard wrestling fan. Yeah. And I was at Moon Tower Comedy Festival, and uh, I see Jeff Dye. And uh, Jeff Die, another big Love Jeff Dye, yeah. Love Jeff Dye. Big wrestling fan. He sees me. He's like, dude, I got to tell you this story. I'm in Tampa. I'm doing the club. Hogan comes out to the show. I remember that, yeah. I hang out with Hulk Hogan. He's like, the next day, I'm like... I'm gonna. Hogan's like, come out on my boat, brother. Mm-hmm. Come, come hang out with me. We're gonna go on my boat and drink some beers. And so I go on Hogan's boat, and uh, we're drinking beers. And he's like, uh, telling me stories about Macho Man, and he's doing the Macho Man. <clears throat> and I'm like, hey, dang, Hulkster, that's a good Macho Man. And he goes, well, I'll tell you, brother. There's a comedian that does Macho uh. Man, <laughs> and uh, he's talking about me. Yeah. And he's like, um. Said some unkind things about me as Macho Man. And he's like, but I could take a joke. And I know it's beef with you. And I'm like, he can't take a joke. And I was like, he told me this. I'm outside of a hotel in Austin, Texas. Legit, like, is he mad at me? Like, worried, like, is Hulk Hogan mad at me for doing an impression of his dead former best friend? And it was the it was the video where I was making, it was when he got caught saying the N-word. Oh, yeah. And I was doing the Macho Man trying to make him cool with black people. Being like, yeah, come on. i got a friend but i can't bring them around if you're gonna be weird about it you can't be saying they smell like cocoa butter yeah it's offensive stop asking to touch their hair (laughs) i was like oh man i legitimately was like oh man is he mad at me
0: that is the best macho man dude i i was pretty tight with randy for a while yeah it's awesome and he would just i mean the, the he'd call me and leave me messages. How do you not... Oh, my God. He was was the... I used to look at my brother. Was it, like,
1: benign stuff?
0: Yes. Well, sometimes it was, like, stuff that we... Like, we we went to concerts together. Oh, my God. Come on. Oh, no, no. It it was... I (coughs) called him one day, and he uh, was... We were going to see Marilyn Manson. Great. Yeah, I love goth rock. Uh (laughs) Nothing better than
1: an agent of Satan. (laughs) <laughs>
0: he was uh, dating that gorgeous George girl. Remember yeah, her? Yeah. So yeah. she was into that stuff. So she sure. went to go. So uh, that was the he, WCW run. Yeah. Yes. Where he was all jacked. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. And he's like, was um, "Ladies." I said, "Are you going?" He go. He called me and he goes, Are "You going to mm-hmm. the concert? and I'm, I'm like, like, "Yeah, I yeah. am." And he's like, uh, "You think he's gonna do dope shows?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like,
1: "Yeah." I wonder if he's gonna do the Annie Lennox cover. I love it. <laughs> yeah, sweet dreams are made of these. <laughs> it's so funny, he the time being geeks for me. <laughs>
0: he's like, um, what, uh, it's me and Big Show and Brian. Awesome, Adams. awesome. Yeah, and he's like, we're gonna meet at the dollhouse, and we got a transport bus. Would you like to ride with us? Yes. that's the way he. But but he'd tell me all these things, and then he'd go, then he'd just be like a real human. And he'd go. Would you like to yeah, ride with us? We're I'm leaving like, at seven. Right, right. I go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he goes, meet us at seven sharp. <laughs> and that's when he was great. And then that night was one of the most, the weirdest, the weirdest nights yeah. because
1: hey, you were with Kona Crush <laughs> and, and Macho Man Randy Savage yeah, yeah. And, and the Giant.
0: Oh, it was, and we were all waiting this to, to meet Marilyn Manson. So, so, um, I, I told the story a million times, but I got to tell you. So we go, I, I read Marilyn manson's book and had a bunch of weird pictures of him in there like petting baby deers and stuff and they gave you nightmares for deferred days so we go to the show and they bring us in this room and they're like all right he's going to be out here you know we're all just waiting and waiting like 10 minutes go by I'm just standing in this room empty and i go you know what's weird is my brother used to be the trainer for the tampa bay storm i go this was their old locker room and i start walking I go, and going around this corner was where his and I turned the corner, and the whole time Marilyn Manson had been sitting there in a chair, just like this, a, around the while corner. The, while we were in the other room, the whole time. So far, so I turned the room, and I go, "My brother's digging. And I turn around, and I go, Oh, he's right there." He's right there. He goes, did I, I, "Oh, it freaked me out, did he man." Go, did I? Did I scare you? Yeah, dude. And he goes,
1: "Yeah, he goes." That was my job. <laughs>
0: my job is to scare you. So at the time, we didn't have cell phone pick cameras, so we all had those those small disposable yeah, camera wind ups and uh, we took pictures and Randy called me on Monday and he goes hey uh, it's bad news and I go what happened he goes get the camera back and I go "How?" he goes your picture at Manson didn't come out and I go oh and I go "That's ah, it's alright it's no big deal and he goes kinda is a big deal. And I go, okay, well, you wanna make me feel bad about it? Yes, it is a big deal. You should be very disappointed. (laughs) By the way, I love talking as Randy, but I can't do it with you because you're so good. Uh, Are we, is the show over? Yeah. Oh my god. You can do the after show. Do we wanna go long? Yeah. No. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I like Carbons. like, yeah, dude. Launch it. She has to do the after show. She's like, launch it. Launch it. Go extra. (laughs) Yeah,
1: go long.
0: Nope, that's it. It's over. I got things to do. (laughs) Dude. Soder, I love you. I love seeing you, dude. You're the best, man. I love seeing you. I could you. sit here and talk wrestling with you forever. Oh, my God, dude. By I'll the way, everybody's loving it on, uh, on Twitter and stuff, and they love your Dave Chappelle imitation, too. Yeah. Oh, Macho
1: Man, I'm going to see you in a steel cage, man. I'm going to fight you for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Okay,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> Chappelle versus Macho Man. Yeah. Do that with a run-in. By Pete Davidson, and he hits him with those bags with the phones in them. Back off, Fuck
1: off! Pete Davidson's here with a yonder bag. Yeah, those are illegal? Who's got phones in them? Yeah, you can't do that. He's like, hit him, Pete! Hit him! I'll tell Kanye to lay off of you. Hit him with the yonder bag, Pete! Do it, you big stoner with butthole eyes. Like, I don't have butthole eyes. That's unfair. Why was this all about? Babe?
0: Oh, you're you're my best friend
1: I love you. You're
0: the best, dude. Go see Dan Soder at Sidesplitters tonight. Yeah, and don't, night. I
1: won't be. Don't yell out Macho Man yet. No,
0: no, it'll come. Kind of, it'll come on its own. Yeah, it uh, won't. Well, well,
1: but you know, do <laughs> some podcasts.
0: Go see Soder. Go see uh, Mike V Suarez and Bike Bike salesman Chris Christoph 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 Christoph. Oh, Christoph, man. dude, he's got a cool name. Yeah, yeah good luck in prison with that. <laughs> uh, thank you, Christoph. Uh, Side Splitters nine <laughs> six zero eleven ninety seven. We are out for the weekend. We will see you back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Goodbye.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you.